The secret of my success is simple. It is found in the Bible. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. George Washington Carver You're listening to the Think Twice TV podcast. Hear true life stories, portable insight, and engaging messages. On this show, we'll think twice about life, faith, and just what could be possible when the two are combined. Broadcasting from the beautiful Great Lakes state of pure Michigan, here's your host, Dan Henderson. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Think Twice TV podcast. Today's episode is entitled Right on Time, The God of Provision. Author and pastor Max Lucado said in his book, He Still Moves Mountains, Faith is the belief that God is real and that God is good. God's help is near and always available, but it is only given to those who seek it. This week, we're going to kick it off with my own personal miracle story. It's about how God provided for me when I was praying and believing for a better way of life. Here it is, my story, Future Revealed in Dreams. At the time, I was working as a cook at a bar and grill. I was getting serious about my faith, trying to leave my past behind, you know, excessive drinking, reckless lifestyle, troubles with the law. Getting away from the bar scene was really important to me, but I didn't have many qualifications, just a high school education with no job leads. But I was praying. I knew I needed a change, so I kept praying and believing for my way out. Then one night I had a dream that I was a new employee at a big office building. I was escorted into a nice boardroom where I was seated among many professional executives. They began handing me gifts. They looked like Christmas or birthday presents. I kept telling them, I'm just a cook. I don't know what I'm doing here. They would just dismiss my statements and pat me on the back and say, relax, you're one of us now. When I woke up, I thought, yeah, that would be nice. And then I headed back to my cook job. But I continued to pray and work and live out my faith as best as I could. A few weeks later, Someone at church told me to apply for a job somewhere. So I did, and I got the job. I was really surprised when I was escorted into a big office building and sat down at a nice boardroom with professionals. And then they started handing me these portfolios. One was for health benefits, one was for dental, for vision, pension, 401k, vacation time. It was a surreal moment for me because I remembered my dream, and I knew God was there. He heard me. He knows me, and he cares. Wow, it's hard to believe it's been over 15 years since that miracle took place. After seeing my dream lived out in my real life, my faith jumped through the roof. Maybe you need a breakthrough. My advice would be keep praying and believing. Will everything work out the way we want? Not always. I've had plenty of prayers that I really needed and wanted answered that didn't go my way. But in the end, I know that God has the big picture in sight. You can watch this video online at thinktwicetv.com. Click on Beyond Chance. There we have eight short stories. It's episode one. Our next story is from Nate. Nate is a friend of mine, and he told us this incredible story about his miracle child. Uh, I just knew that we had to share it. Let's listen in now. My name's Nate, and my wife, Abigail, and I are missionaries in the Philippines. Um, and we went through one of the most tragic events in our life in 2012. Um, we found out that my wife had a ectopic pregnancy um, and she was nearing burst in her fallopian tubes. Um, an ectopic pregnancy is where the, the pregnancy is in the fallopian tube. 
Um, and as the baby grows, it bursts the fallopian tube, killing the mother. Um, and we had to make that hard decision. Um, and so we, they went ahead and removed the right fallopian tube. We were just completely broken, just completely a mess. And in the hospital, they came up and said that, you know, from this point on, it's going to be nearly impossible to conceive and have a child. It does happen, but it's very difficult. And there in the hospital, I said, no, I refuse to accept that. I refuse to accept that. And so I uh, started searching the Bible for a name from the Bible that meant fruitful. Um, and I came across Ephraim. And Ephraim means fruitfulness. And so we named that child Ephraim. Um, prophetically speaking over my wife, that her womb will continue to be fruitful, even though the doctors are saying it will not. And two months later, we found out that we were expecting. We went for the ultrasound, and the ultrasound doctor was looking at the paperwork from the surgery, looking at the, the screen, looking back at my wife, and just confused. And she said, are you sure you had the right fallopian tube removed? She said, yes. She goes, it's, this just cannot be, because you have no right fallopian tube, but you ovulated on the right ovary. Um, and she tried to explain it away, but to me, it's, it's a miracle of God, because from the time that egg is released from the ovary to the time it is in the uterus or it is, becomes fertilized is 24 hours, but there was no entrance for the egg to go into the uterus. We knew that God had a special plan for this child. Um, and about two to three weeks later, my wife started bleeding again. And we went to the doctor and they said, you're, you're very close to losing this child as well. Um, and so we, we just got on our knees and started praying. And I cried out to the Lord, God, please allow us to keep this child. And he directed me back to 1 Samuel chapter one. And Samuel's mother is in a very similar predicament. She's crying out to the Lord, Lord, give me a son, give me a child. And God answers her and he says, as you have prayed, I will make it happen. She named that child Samuel and dedicated his life to the Lord. And so I said, God, if, if you've directed me to this scripture, then I know that we are to dedicate his life to the Lord. And if it's a, if it's a boy, we're gonna name him Samuel. Um, after a month of bed rest, everything began to look up. The pregnancy was healthy from there on. And in June, we had an ultrasound and we found out that we were expecting a boy. And I was so thankful that we would have a Samuel. The next week, God redirected me back to 1 Samuel. And in paraphrase, it says, Now Samuel came from the tribe of Ephraim. And I know that that child that we lost, Ephraim, without losing him, we would not have Samuel. And we know that Samuel has a plan and a purpose. He's been chosen by God, and he dedicated his life to the Lord to be used in that way. It still amazes me every time I see his beautiful son. You know, not every story has a happy ending, and this life is not heaven. But if you're struggling with loss, I would recommend checking out the book called Heaven is Real. It's also been created into a movie. Uh, which is very powerful as well. It's a story about a little boy who was in critical condition and later after he recovered, he tells a story about a journey to heaven. What he reveals is not only phenomenal, but enlightening. Our next story is from a missionary in Africa, swayed from suicide. 
So I spent some time in Africa, uh, in a slum community, and one day, me and two friends, we uh, decided that we felt like God was leading us to go pray for people uh, in the slums. And so we, we, we walked down into the valley, uh, moving around, sliding through the mud, uh, squeezing our way through tiny areas, and we get to a row of houses, maybe walking around 15, 20 minutes just asking God, where are you directing us? And we get to a row of, of shacks, uh, and we, we think, this is where God is guiding us. And so we, we go to the first door, we knock on the door, and a, a young mother, maybe 28, 29 years old, opens the door. Uh, she invites us in to her 10 by 10 foot room, dark, uh, dimly lit, five kids spread out throughout this small room. And we ask her, how can we pray for you? And uh, she starts crying, starts sharing a story that her husband had left her, she had no money, no way to take care of her kids, no way to pay for their schools or food or anything. And she said that very morning she was gonna feed her five kids rat poison, take their lives, and then take the poison herself to end her life. And all of a sudden, knock at the door and three guys show up asking how we can pray for her. So we start praying for her and the presence of Jesus comes into that place and she commits her life to follow Jesus and her older kids as well and, and just a spirit of peace came into that place and we walked out of that, that room completely uh, different from when we walked in knowing that Jesus was guiding us. We came back the next day and gave her a Bible came back the day following after that. She wasn't there, but her kids showed us the Bible and she had underlined verses and, and was reading the Bible all night, they said. And even today, there's a family in this slum community who's alive, who's serving Jesus because we believed that He is with us. He is empowering us. And we left the church building out into the slums, believing that God has a plan and a destiny for every person. This incredible true story is available in dramatic video presentation at thinktwicetv.com. Uh, click on Beyond Chance and look for episode eight. You're listening to the Think Twice TV podcast. Many of the stories you've heard today are available in video format at our website, www.thinktwicetv.com. Find original videos, true life stories, and content to help you grow your faith at thinktwicetv.com. Anyone can count the seeds in an apple, but only God can count the number of apples in a seed. It's time for the absolute basics of the Christian faith from seedbed.com. Answering those burning questions like who is God, what is salvation, and many more. So, let's take a bite. The Absolute Basics of the Christian Faith Who is Jesus Christ? So as we said before, the story of God goes like this. In the beginning, the Trinity was whole and complete, and then created as a free gift of love. Humans were given real freedom and real responsibility, so they could be real relationship. But instead of responding with the thankfulness we owed to God for the gift of life, the universe, and everything, we ungratefully disobeyed. And because of our disobedience, our relationship with God was broken, and the punishment that fell on us was death. But God had a plan. Through a series of promises and marvelous works, God recreated a people, Israel, who would know God and have relationship with Him. 
The story of the Old Testament is that story. Broken relationship and a broken people are brought back into connection with God. Through the covenants with Noah, Abraham, Moses, and David, God reestablishes connection with humanity so he can have a people that represent him. In his covenant with Abraham, God picks a man through whom he will create a nation. Abraham will have a son and his children will dwell in the promised land. In his covenant with Moses, God picks a man to tell the Israelites how to live as God's people. They will not simply be a nation, but a holy nation. In these covenants, God establishes a people again. He rebuilds a community that will represent and resemble him on earth. But God didn't just want to have one people at one place to have connection with him. He wanted all people to have connection with him. This plan is seen way back in God's covenant with Abraham, where God promises that through Abraham, all the peoples of the earth will be blessed. And so the second person of the Trinity, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to make a permanent connection between God and all of humanity. One of the key images for this connection is given to us in the Old and New Testaments. In Genesis 28:12, Jacob dreams of a ladder that goes from heaven to earth and has angels ascending and descending on it. In John 1:51, Jesus describes himself as that ladder, a ladder that stretches all the way up to the heavens and comes all the way down to the earth. This ladder is perhaps the clearest image for what Jesus did when he became human. The Absolute Basics of the Christian Faith from Seedbed.com Learn the basics of the faith. Download our free mini-book. It includes the ABCs with God, True and False with the Bible, and much more. To get the mini-book free, go to thinktwicetv.com and click on mini-book. Or contact us with your mailing address and we'll mail you a copy. I would like to thank Seedbed.com and Dr. Philip Talon for allowing us to use some of the segments from the absolute basics of the Christian faith. So there's 16 episodes and they're all scripturally based. I bought the whole set. So go to Seedbed.com backslash confirmation. It's time for a bottle of Bill's Wisdom, a short single-serving message of wisdom from our friend, Pastor Bill Leach. Lisa Groves is a missionary in Brazil. She writes about a widow who had four children. She was poor and she found herself in a dilemma. She had just five cruzados in her purse. That's about 20 cents. The decision she had to make was to buy either milk for her children, which meant that they would go without bread, or to buy bread, which meant that they would go without milk. What was she going to do? She prayed. For two hours, she waited in God's presence for direction, saying, God, what do you want me to do? Do I buy bread? Do I buy milk? What do you want me to do? And after two hours, God spoke to her. He told her to buy all the groceries she would need for three months at a huge supermarket called El Dorado. The instructions God gave her were very specific. She was to go through checkout lane number seven. Now, it's a little difficult for us to imagine because, you know, unless you're on the East Coast and there are those huge, huge stores, we don't have stores like this, but in, this, in, the, in, in Brazil they do everything big, and uh, in this one supermarket there are 124 checkout lanes. So she makes her way to El Dorado. She fills up three grocery carts to overflowing, 
and then proceeded to check out lane number seven. But as she gets in the lane and it's her turn, the employee at the cash register informs her that it's her lunch hour and that she needs to go to another lane and other checkers begin to motion for her to go through their lane. But she replies, but my father told me to go through checkout lane number seven. The checker at lane seven left for lunch. Can you imagine how foolish this woman must have felt standing in that lane, no checker, 20 cents in her purse, three grocery carts overflowing with food. But this widow had heard God's voice guiding her. She trusted God's voice. She stayed in that lane for one hour with five crusados in her purse. The checker finally returned, astonished and, pu and puzzled to see the same lady waiting all that time. But as the price of her groceries was being added, an announcement came over the loudspeaker, Good afternoon, Eldorado shoppers. Today is the seventh anniversary of the opening of our store, and the person in checkout lane number seven, right at this moment, gets all of her groceries today free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many miracles do you and I miss because we are afraid to obey the promptings of God? Hey, thanks for listening. Would you do us a big favor and share this podcast on your social media feed. Um, all of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. The next episode of the Think Twice TV podcast is entitled We Are Free, Stopping Sexual Sin. And it will feature Casey's story, We Are Free, and Paul's story, The X-Rated Thrills and the Addiction That Kills. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, would you do us a solid and subscribe? Uh, then write a review and tell us what you think of the show. Hey, thanks again. This venture is sponsored by Media Messengers Evangelistic Association. Revealing the love and power of God through media. www.mediamessengers.org If you like the show, follow us on social media, and please help us reach more people. All our social links are in the show notes.